He didn't even touch me the whole time I was kidnapped. <laughs> and Ken needs his boys to get touched when they're kidnapped. Just saying, man. I need some... <laughs> if you're a victim, it's going to be a victim. <laughs> All right, so uh, hey everyone, thanks for coming to the Save the World podcast. Tonight is a special episode. Uh, it is the it is the annual podcast, <laughs> whole entire full crew. Uh, tonight we have Greg. Hey, what's up, guys? And we have Lindsay. Hello there. And we have Kenneth. Ken, but yes, yo. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight we're going to talk about what we've been watching over the last full year. We haven't spoken to each other, and what we liked and didn't like. Uh, so, Lindsay, did you want to start us off with? Maybe some of the shows or movies you've been watching or what kind of piqued your interest Ooh, yes. uh, on uh, 2022? Yes. So my brain's not that great. I can only remember like recently. Um, but I Okay. Think- so, Ken, did you want to take over? For- <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, well, it's no secret I'm into like true crime stuff. So I've been watching a lot of that on Netflix, like any true crime show. Um, most recently, I watched like the Jeffrey Dahmer one. Mm. um which yeah which is very which has been very controversial but i love evan peters as an actor so i I did like the the show um and i liked kind of how they went about things in that um but i'm one of the people that liked it and i was okay with it um and what i particularly liked about it is that they did tell it kind of from a more um a excuse me like a point of view of the victims and not necessarily like idolizing Jeffrey Dahmer himself. Right. Um, like we could do the Ted Bundy one. Yeah. You know, like they, like, I, cause I remember watching a behind the scenes um, of the show and they were kind of talking about how, you know, these things did happen. So they do have to like, not necessarily show the whole thing, but like address it and like, you know, show that like it happened and he did do this, but they, de- they are like, but we definitely don't have to like, glorify it and like show the whole thing like of course we're gonna yeah, cut, don't cut and like don't, rom- don't romanticize it yes exactly know? not romanticizing it so they did that and then one of the episodes in particular that i liked or two of them but um one of them was like they basically from the beginning of the episode to the end had the story from the point of view of one of the victims so it told like his whole story of like oh the deaf his, the deaf one wow. yes the deaf one yeah so so good that man. was amazing like I loved it and it like really made you like feel like for the victim and it was just it was like in his own perspective so it didn't really have a lot of Jeffrey Dahmer in that episode um, mm. and then another one in one of the episodes that I really liked the way they um, edited it was where Jeffrey Dahmer's neighbor was getting an award and they were they were crossing it over and cutting to when the police officers were getting an award with like for an award that they shouldn't have gotten and it was like when she received the award the true hero it was just in a small stuffy room with like 10 people and then when these two white male cops were getting the award for an award they didn't deserve it was like in this huge conference room ball with like lights and a standing ovation and they were just like cutting the scene like back and forth so like beautifully i I really like that scene but um yeah so i think that show was was surprisingly good like one of my friends recommended it to me because they know i'm a fan of true crime and yeah it didn't disappoint i liked it 
I would, I would, one of my things, like, I kept on thinking while I was watching that show, and you're right, it, it's, it's fucking masterful. Yeah. Um, but I kept on thinking because it would show the dates of like, right. The years it happened. Yeah. Um, which is, it's going into like the eighties and nineties. And I'm like, imagine you're the relatives. Exactly. Of these people, And you see that yes. on Netflix, like it, you, you wouldn't, you couldn't help, but get, I don't want to say offended, but like, you know, shocked of course again and like triggered and stuff. But so making that series would be this careful line of, you know, honoring, the facts and the truths of what happened, but not disrespecting because mm-hmm. what Jeffrey did, I mean, is the ultimate disrespect to someone, right? Rape them, murder them, fucking eat them and so on. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the most disrespectful thing you can do to another person. So it's like, so how, how do you portray that and tell that story without seeming crass? Um, and I think they did a pretty good job. I kept, in this weird way, I would I would watch the the series, and every now and then I would try to watch the series as one of the family's victims and trying to think how would I feel about this. Yeah, and it was kind of weird because sometimes I'd be like I I I, there, I would turn this off. There's no way I could think that I'm watching this happen to my brother or yeah. whatever again. Um, but it was. I think they did it as close as you can come. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's what I think too. Be disrespectful, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think it because then after I watched it, I was you know started to see and, and hear all these like stories from the relatives and victims' families and things like that, and how I I I don't know how true it is about how like they they um they were saying that they like no one ever reached out to them about the show and but then now the show is saying like they reached out to everybody but no one responded so it's like i don't really know like the truth with all of that um so like you know if it's true that like no one reached out to them yeah i guess i would be like shocked if i saw that or like saw like someone portraying me or whatever you know but like just as a viewer like like you said i think they did the best that they could in like obviously in a horrible story but like portraying i think they did a good job with like the you know addressing the victims and like shedding light on them because like they're the true you know people that should be honored and then also showing like the um like how it was in that kind of a neighborhood and like that's also what kind of led to like why he was able to continue on for so long like addressing that kind of issue like so i thought it was good i thought it was it was um i was i was for it did you guys watch it ken greg i have not yet no no i i haven't i haven't seen it yet I heard it was really good, I, the, but without even understanding like the context of it, I don't even know the full story um, behind the murders. But what you mentioned, Neil, was the exact same thing I was thinking about. Like, what do you what do you guys think is what is the appropriate statute of limitations to yeah. start? I mean, maybe exploit is the wrong word, but to like you know uh, sort of explore and create a story and create media content out of like a grisly or, or gruesome murder um because like for example i you know they're starting to put out these um 9-11 documentaries yeah. and a documentary is, is different right but i don't think we're far off from someone creating like a 9-11 fully you know full length feature film yeah. yeah and i feel like it would feel it would be too close it would feel too soon to me and i'm like dude but that happened 20 years ago yeah right yeah i mean you gotta think when we were going to school in the nineties, Pearl Harbor wasn't that far. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they made Pearl Harbor. Yeah. There is this general gen- generation um, speed up gap. 
that's a whole different subject that I've been reading about and yeah. thinking about. But but like we made we made Titanic in the nineties, right? What that occurred in what the twenties? That seemed appropriate, maybe I guess. Yeah. 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 So seventy years, fifty years. <laughs> I don't know. It, it 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 is weird. I think it depends on the content of what you're making. Yeah. Of course. Um, and like with this show, I think they did a good job of and I was surprised at how they towed this line. They did a good job of making sure at no point did you sympathize yeah. with Jeffrey Dahmer, even though they were showing his fucked up childhood, how when he was a fetus, his mom took all these drugs and then he had that one surgery. It fucked him up as a kid. And then how his dad clearly didn't see the red flags and showed him about roadkill and cut, like there was literally no, he was on put on this track. Basically there was no other possible result for this kid. And then the, the neglect of the parents and just not even caring what he was doing. Like it was just every, it was a perfect storm of everything. Um, but at no point do you sympathize with him. At no point were you like, Oh, poor Jeff. He's, he got a fucked up like deck of cards. You just, un- they just made sure you understood mm-hmm. how he got here yeah, and not sympathize. And I was, I was like really impressed with that. Yeah. Which is, it, it's weird because like you said, they show all those things. So you would think that like you would have sympathized, but I was the same way. I didn't sympathize at all. So it's kind of, it's interesting how they, how they directed that, which was really cool. Greg, a show you like? You know what? Honestly, I haven't watched a single TV show for like over a year. <laughs> or movie? Oh no, plenty of movies. So, um, yeah, I've watched a lot of movies. Like the 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 one from this year, twenty twenty two, that I can think of that really like surprised me. I mean, I guess if you don't know anything about a movie and you just walk into it, of course it's going to surprise you. But I thought it really blew me away in in terms of it being more of like an experience because especially we watched it in the movie theater was um everything everywhere all at once oh i still need to watch it you have wanted to see that everyone's giving that tense yeah i haven't watched it yet oh my you you haven't seen that yet no my father-in-law hated it oh i yeah i man i feel like i can't even talk about it i think i i don't can you tell me what it's about without ruining it yeah yeah i can tell you a non-spoilery like uh basic setup in like five words Yeah, in five words it's about a woman who is a mother and a wife who is she's a chinese uh um immigrant and she's running a laundromat that's being audited by the irs and um Man, I cannot say anything more than that. On it, which sounds like the most bland, plain. I mean, do you do you guys care if he spoils it? I don't care. Yes, hundred percent. I care. I need to see. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Oh, okay. We care. <laughs> no. Okay. No, I, 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 I can't. You guys. All, all I have to say is that needs this movie, especially because you guys watch anime. Yeah. I feel like I'm being judged now. Um, I feel like this is the closest. Did you see it, Lindsay? No, I haven't. Okay, this is the closest thing in my per- my personal opinion. That's the closest thing to like a real life anime, and um, it's it's got the lady from the, from Crouching Tiger and Drex got uh, what's his face oh, uh, short man. round or or from Indiana Jones. He played Data from Goonies. He's the other guy. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Um, but it's it's it, especially watching it in the theater. This it was like an experience. That's all I can say. And I 
it's really one of those movies you, you can't have it ruined for you. And I feel like it needs to be the first thing that you watch after this call. Oh, okay. Wow. That's wow. A pretty okay. high praise. Okay. Yeah. I just wish I could still see it in theaters. Like what I remember you telling me about it and saying that it's something you have, like you, you really should see in theaters, like on the big screen. So I'd, I wish I could. If you can't, if you can't um, get, have headphones. Oh, okay. Well, I also know, I think I've seen it be um, listed to, to show at a, uh, not a drive-in, but like a rooftop theater that I like going to. Um, So that might be fun if it's like on a big screen and it's headphones. So that might be something I'll look into. Cause I remember, I remember you saying it's, I remember you saying that you can't explain it, but it's, it's an experience. (laughs) It's like, okay. Yeah, I, I I still stand by that because yeah they um it's I I haven't seen anything like that before. I mean, you, it it has elements of other things. I think it's partially produced by the the same the the brothers that did um, Endgame, um, also Infinity War and uh, Civil oh, War. Okay. Um, yeah, but like they they just really helped the actual writers. Like everything is is all it's a. Uh, Chinese in origin in terms of like the writing, the acting, and the the screenplay, uh, and it actually starts off speaking Mandarin, but then it it goes into English. But it's just I don't know. I just I don't think I've ever I I don't think I've ever experienced a movie like that before. So um, that really th- that movie really really surprised me. We we saw it in the theater. And I was just like wow, damn. Oh, okay. Wait, can I ask? Were you high when you saw it? No, but I was after the movie when the movie was over. Nice. From like, did you take drugs or just from the movie? It was like no. The movie is is itself is you just have to see it. It's you you have to see it. It is its own thing. Because not not related at all to the movie, but I don't know why I I was babysitting for you when you and Lindsay went to go see it, Mm -hmm. and you came back and you both came in so like happy and giggly i honestly for a split second thought that you guys like (laughs) took edibles or something they were so elated (laughs) but i think but i think it was you guys were just like delirious because it was like so late it was was, like your first it was like your first night out after a baby (laughs) it was we hadn't watched a movie in i don't know since i think owen was born in november right Um, so and that movie was like the last one of the night and it was just yeah i don't know yeah okay anyways but all right i'm gonna (laughs) literally added to my list right now i just and i just think it's um it's just so it's so unique and you can't help but appreciate every single thing that they do in this but i I really want to hear what you guys have to what your thoughts are as soon as it's over yeah okay For the year of 2022, I haven't really had anything that surprised me or like, I'm texting Neil, hey, go watch this now. I haven't done that in a while. Um, But a disappointment, I would say, it's a movie from 2021, is Black Phone. Oh, really? Oh, Mm. yes. The one with Ethan Hawke? Yeah. Well, I wanted that to be good. Yeah, same. So... I feel like the movie is telling two different stories. One of a uh, paranormal activity type of storyline, and the other one of just a generic-ass 70s serial killer. 
Mm-hmm. And I mean that in the most respectful way yeah. for everything that happened. W- what year is it set in? I think it's the 70s. Uh, yeah. But oh, okay. it, it's, it feels like it's based on a real story that happened. But then they add all these elements of like supernatural mm-hmm. beings of like ghosts and, and, and recent victims of the serial killer talking to the current victim. That like they built up all this stuff like and the the black phone, right? That's the name of the, the, the of the film. Is how the supernatural communicating with the current victim. Cause there's this like this old dial phone in this basement that the the people are in that everything else is renovated or like moved or like removed except for this phone. Right? So it's there and it rings. Yeah. The the serial killer can't hear it, but the victim can. And it's the ghosts of his victims that are talking to the current victim, right? Really, really fucking awesome premise. Mm-hmm. And then even the the serial killer, Ethan Hawke, he's called the grabber. The grabber is even saying, like, oh, don't use that phone. It hasn't been working since I was a kid. That's the only connection between the phone and the fucking serial killer in the entire movie. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had I remember having problems with that movie too. Dude, that is yeah. so like why did you fucking call it the black phone if you're not gonna correlate <laughs> the phone to the fucking serial killer? <laughs> it makes no fucking sense. Yeah, I wanted more. It was definitely like you said, because they split it and having two different things in this movie, like the supernatural aspect and then like the serial killer aspect. It just didn't, it just seemed like it didn't mesh well. And I would have rather just like stick with one or the other. Like normally in other movies, like you can mix the two or different aspects and they're, they're fine. But for some reason, this movie, it just didn't work. It, I, you, you, I, like you said, I wanted something bigger to make it like that connection with each other. It is a weird, it is a weird mix. You, yeah. Oh, you or, saw it too, Greg? Yeah. That's, yeah. it's, it feels weird. Yeah. I, I liked it and I, I thought they, I liked it too. I thought but... they played it kind of safe. Like it didn't really push any boundaries. Oh, and, and, super safe. And for that reason, I thought because it's solid, it didn't really have too many flaws for me. But I do remember thinking like the supernatural element mixed in with that set, like that, it, it, it was, um, I don't know. It seems like it could have been like an offhand Stephen King short story or something. Yes. It, it was, yes. The, it was a little bit, it was a weird mix. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was super tame for what it could have been. Cause like the hint of him knowing the phone used to work, but it doesn't now. It could have been a whole like his connection to the supernatural. Yes. Oh, that would have been cool. And like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like something, some kind of tie-in, like anything, like him knowing that those victims can talk to the current victim. Yeah. You know. And then the end is just like the happy-go-lucky. Oh, I escaped. He didn't even touch me. The whole time I was kidnapped. <laughs> I yeah. don't know, man. It was just... And Ken needs his boys to get touched when they're kidnapped. <laughs> just saying, man. I need some... If you're a victim, it's going to be a victim in a movie that I'm watching. You get know? victimized. Get victimized. All right? That's like your license plate right there. Get victimized. I don't know, man. Just like if you're going to make a horror story or a, you know a serial killer storyline, like make it, I don't know. Well, I don't what, know. what did you like about it, Greg? Um, well, I, I actually did. I liked the ending. There's a little bit of a twist at the end, somewhat of a twist. Um, you can tell me. I don't care. 
Yeah, so basically, the, the, the twist was, yeah. so I liked how they were doing an investigation, and I, I said that the part that I liked the most was the brother and sister um, uh, connection. So the sister has like a... a t- oh, yeah. And there's there's a third yeah. part of the story is that there's a little girl. She's kind of like a medium and like dreams things that happen. So she's <laughs> okay. It's like a tertiary part. It's like a triangle. You have a serial killer is the top, right? That's the whole catalyst and apex of the story. Then you have a a kid that can talk to ghosts, and then his sister is a somewhat medium that dreams about things that happen. But they—that's the only way you can kind of connect all, all three together. It, it's kind of sloppy in the way that they do it. But well, I, I liked in the end <sighs> what know, happens man. is, is and and, and it, again, it, it's just personal preference. Like one thing that I do like in certain, you know, when we go and watch movies, I I think that we're all looking for something. We're all looking for the things that we like, which is why movie watching is so objective. Well, yeah. Well, we are. And, we are. Yeah. You know, for some people, it's like visuals. For some people, it's like story. Other people, it's acting. You know, and then it gets to very nuanced things. Like, and I know, recognize in myself watching this movie that one of the nuanced things I really like in movies are when individuals go on sort of separate journeys or adventures, or they take on their own plot line, and then they split up, and then they meet up, and it, it, it kind of ties a bow in some way around the plot. So her. Her uh, telepathy and her her mediumness—I don't know if that's a word—but was sort of used to locate the killer's house and the bodies of the victims, and she helped the police get there. While on the other front, the kid was sort of just trying to survive and not get killed by this killer. And then at the end, you find out that while these two storylines are going on, um, they're across the street from one another. The killer like was leasing a, a home or residence across the street to where he buried the bodies. And when they kind of came out, I don't know, like that, that circle was, of life well, kind of thing was like very, I don't know, cathartic to me. I, I felt that that was kind of lazy to be honest, <laughs> because mm-hmm. you have these two branching storylines, a medium and a kid talking to ghosts, but they're not happening at the same time. They, they don't really correlate until you see that, where they're storing the kid and where they bury the kids or two different houses across the street. That doesn't really factor into the fact that these two things are happening at the same time. Like it ends in the same place, but they happen so separately that it doesn't it just feel like two different movies to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was expecting way more from that serial killer. He, he, he was literally a guy that happened to be a serial killer while all this supernatural shit is happening. Yeah, they didn't get into him at all, all. That much. He just kind of sat there, right? Yeah, he literally was just doing things, and supernatural shit was happening around him without him knowing, and it it didn't affect him at all. But than- I, in in some sense, I kind of appreciated the fact that we didn't get into him too much because I feel like nowadays. Like, that's a departure from what you see in a lot of horror movies, for example. It's like it, they really get into the killers and you shit like t- Terrifier, for example. You see all the kills, you see all the grotesque, you know, uh, killings and murders. In this one, at least, you know, the kids were already dead. There was a lot of, I mean, it's kind of like a throwback to where you didn't really see like Silence of the Lambs where you had a killer and they were known for 
killing people, but you didn't really get to see how they did it. You just heard about it and you imagined it. Right. So I don't know. I, I, I maybe I sort of appreciated that aspect too. Like they didn't have to get into all the disgusting kills, you know. I mean, of course, we're talking about children too, so I don't need to see that or, or you know, witness it. I just the 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 notion of it, I think, is enough. Right. Um, yeah. Absolutely. So. I, I just felt like the tie-ins were weak to like to branch yeah. all of these three like storylines happening at the same time to correlate to one story. I I, I just felt like it didn't work for me. Did anything disappoint you this last year, Lindsay, Craig? I have another thing that I loved, but I'm going to wait till <laughs> you say something. I, um, th- there hasn't been much that I've been disappointed by. I, although I will say that, um, I've seen a lot of movies that I didn't like and, you know, uh, one thing that I can say about my movie going experience in the past is that I would always stick out all the way to the end. I would watch the movie all the way through and give it a full mm-hmm. shot. This has been the year for some reason, maybe it's just because I'm so busy or I don't have time or whatever. I've had to stop movies like 30 minutes in, 20 minutes in, and just be like, it's not worth my time to continue on. And I feel a little bit bad about it because I feel like I'm not really giving the art a chance, you know? But just the mm-hmm. fact that, like, you know, we have more movies than ever, than ever, more TV shows than ever to consume, to watch. It's just it that situation in, in terms also, you know, we get busier and busier. It just lends itself to, at least to me, not fully watching a movie. If I get through like a certain part, I'm like, this is not working for me. So there were a couple of horror movies, for example. I, I had gotten a recommendation for one called As Above, So Below. Um, another one called Last Shift. I don't know if you guys have ever heard about or seen these movies, but um, I started watching them and I, I just I couldn't get into it just because of the um, the performances. And, and I don't know if it was whether just the screenwriting or the acting itself or whatever. I just a lot of the performances have been drawing me out of certain movies lately. Um, so those are the only two that I can think of uh, in recent memory. Yeah. Oh, I have one. I recently watched um, the Time Traveler's Wife TV show oh. on HBO. They made a show? Okay. There's a TV show? Yes. So uh, we've all seen the movie with Rachel McAdams. Beautiful. I love her so much. Yep. They apparently made a TV show with um, Theo James, the guy from Divergent, and then the red hair that um, girl wildling that married Jon Snow in real life. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she, I don't know the name of the actress, but the one that said, like, you know nothing, Jon Snow in Game of Thrones, she plays the Rachel McAdams in the TV show. Um, yeah. And I remember Rose Leslie. I, who? Rose Leslie. Oh, I love that name, Rose. Um, it's my daughter's middle name. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. So I remember seeing like a, trailer or something about this like that they were coming up with the show like a long time ago and then i didn't hear anything about it and then i was on hbo and i saw it and i didn't even realize like it was fully out or whatever i can't remember when it came out but um i love that actor uh theo james i i mean i'm a woman i think he's very hot but (laughs) so i watched it fully because of him because he was amazing and he did a really good job but i wasn't convinced with um the actress playing what she, like the role she played and 
I didn't actually like her acting in it, which sounds terrible. But um, I wasn't convinced with like their chemistry together. And I might just be biased because I just love Rachel McAdams so much. And she just played such a good, like, sweet person in the movie. And in the TV show, the redhead, she just played, she was a little bit more sassier and like kind of like angrier, um, like about like the situation and like him and his time traveling stuff and whatever. Um, and I wanted her to be like more like lovey and in love. So I was a little disappointed. And then I think I'm kind of in the same popular opinion because um, the it was only one season and I guess the second season got canceled because of ratings and stuff too. So um, I think a lot of people also didn't really like the show, which is sad because I think it probably had good potential, but I think if they had a different actress than maybe um, like paired with, with Theo James, the guy, I think it would have been a little better. So that, yeah, that was something I recently just finished that I was a little bit disappointed in. Yeah, a note about Rachel McAdams. Um, she's perfect. Yes, <laughs> but also that's it. That's all. She's one of the. That's the only that's note. It. That's, all that's, I it. Say. Really, <laughs> that's really what this podcast is about. I concur. She um, she's one of those few actors and actresses, and I'll put George Clooney in here too, where they just seem to have chemistry with everybody. Yeah, yeah. you could put George Clooney with any other female actress and there will be chemistry there. You could put Rachel McAdams with any male actress and there will be chemistry. They just have a thing, whatever yeah. it is. Which is why when you said it was, it was Rose, it was like, I don't really see. And maybe of course the only, you know, point of reference I have of her is, <laughs> you know, a very cold hearted, uh, kind yes. of character. but she doesn't strike me as someone that has that vulnerability and openness, mm -hmm. that, that inviting kind of warmth, yeah, that like cute like romance thing, and and yeah. yeah, like you said, it could be just me thinking like you know that of of her as a wildling. Ingrid, <laughs> so like, so yeah, yes, it's hard. You to know see nothing, her. time traveler. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to see her as like this romantic, cute thing, and like Rachel McAdams has that like little like like spark in her eye that's like very cute, like the way she like looks at the her co-star. It's like oh, uh, it's perfect. So it's like very hard and like, I don't know, and this is going to sound super shitty, but I just didn't like her Rose's smile. That's fine. Like, that, I just that, that's wrong, I, like when she was like acting in the scenes where she like had to be cute or like she smiled at like the a joke or whatever. And I don't know, just the smile was like it looked painful. <laughs> I don't know. So I just yeah, mute, it, it, I think if they had another um actress um alongside him i th i think it would have it would have been better but i mean i i still maybe like yeah watch like an episode or two if you're interested just to see what what it's like or see what i'm talking about and if you agree but um yeah i mean i still watched the full thing because i like the concept like it and it was like it definitely pulled up my heartstrings um but yeah i, I was a little disappointed with the acting so it's the time traveler's wife's painful smile <laughs> I know it sounds so bad but I mean like and I was watching with Alberto too and he agreed too he's like yeah I'm not really like and he didn't finish it because he's like no I'm not really like liking I'm not really into it like she's she's not doing it for me and I was like yeah I'm, I'm just gonna keep watching and I, and I did and it was it was a good story and it had good episodes and it, it was basically the movie just some things a little different um but I think yeah the the actress and their chemistry together was a little off
Um, the movie that really surprised me. Um, I mean, Top Gun's the easy answer because, goddamn, uh, that could not be a more perfect uh, sequel. Um, I haven't seen it yet. Oh my god, man! There's a reason. Oh my god! I think it's I think it's already like the sixth or fifth highest grossing movie of all time. It's in, it, dude, it's perfect. Um, that's the easy answer, but um, I think a, a, the bigger swing in terms of a surprise is a movie called Pig. With oh, Nicolas I've been Cage. wanting to watch that. Oh my god, Greg. <laughs> Oh wait, I seen Nick it Cage, because right? they told me. Yeah, I I watched it because my friend told me to watch it, and I was like, Lindsay, we're watching this, and then me and Lindsay <laughs> watched it, and I'm not going to say anything, Greg, but you need to watch it. Okay, good. I I've been trying to get Lindsay to watch it. She's like, I'm not going to watch this. I'm like, I I've been wanting to, to see it so badly. Does the pig die? Just, no, no, I'm not going to say anything. Is it Corey? It's just, it's one of my favorite. It like no. I watched this movie, and. I, I instantly put it in my top 10 and every wow. month I kind of mentally review it. Like, was I just a prisoner of the moment? And no, <laughs> it's still in my top 10 all time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It may be number 10 wow. or nine, That's but like it's there, dude. Right. Yeah. Still. I think it's definitely a movie, Greg, you, you would be interested in. I don't think Lindsay, cause I, I was, it's not in my top 10. <laughs> it's not, yeah, um, I in my top 20 or 50. Wow. Oh, shit. Got it. But, uh, I mean, it was interesting, but it's not like the kind of movie that I'm like, I would. Just I would... think of that final scene, Lindsay. Yeah, it's not in like my top 100. That's. It's just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah so it's, it's not for me, so I don't think it's for her. Gotcha. Yeah, I can see Lindsay enjoying it until a point and then. Yeah, I think it's definitely an interesting story. Like, I can respect it in that way. But I think that for you and Neil, like, having those, like, a good mind to, like, appreciate the, like, cinematography and the, like, the film itself and the story, I think you'll like it. But, like, for me, I'm a little bit more emotional. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't hmm. really, like, see that kind of stuff if, like, certain things happen that make me sad. <laughs> hey, man, I, well, I don't want to say, I don't want to say too much. But... <laughs> okay. Um, and then. The most disappointing show for me has been uh, Obi Wan. Uh, I, I never finished episode. it, so that's good, kind of good my call, life. dude. Actually, we we did start to watch that show, and we we didn't finish it. Oh, um, man. Yeah. And I, I was quite disappointed by the first couple of episodes, so I could kind of see. It what does not get, at. and it gets. It gets. I didn't even finish the first episode. I, I turned it off. Man, it gets. It get, see, I heard it gets good though. At the end, they 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 end up facing each other, right? Well, I'm, I mean, a good outline doesn't make a yeah. good show. <laughs> and the, the way they face each other, how it happens, the, all the bullshit. There's so many. I don't want to ruin it for you because you you still. But Wait, let me let me say one thing before you you go a little bit further on this. I remember a time, and this was about maybe three years ago, or three or four years ago. Someone made a fan-made trailer for the Obi-Wan um, because it, it, they always wanted to be a TV show. And it must be on YouTube somewhere, but it was like a six-minute fan trailer. Yeah, that guy. And that shit, that shit made me cry. Yeah. I, I saw that, and I, by the end, I was in tears. I was like, this needs to be made. So when I heard that the actual Obi-Wan show was going to be made, I was like, oh, you know, you know. Praise the force, whatever. This is like, <laughs> I can't wait to see this. And yeah, like it was 
it, it wasn't it didn't turn out you know and maybe that's part part of it is like you expect something you expect and even if you don't have direct expectations you do expect to feel a certain way and i think maybe having seen that trailer i wanted something else than what i got so i i could see what you're saying yeah i mean if if you start there and then, see, I was yeah. starting. I was just starting on a, on a nostalgic blank, and then it dropped mm-hmm. off. But if you if you start way up there, it's going to be an even more precarious fall. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> more of a disappointment. It's it is not it. It's more bait and switch. It's not even about Obi Wan. It do, it doesn't. Uh, it sounds like they're trying to do something creative, which is you know I'm fine with. But I I know what you're saying. It's like as a viewer. When you when you get hit with something that feels disingenuous, it's kind of a it's kind of a turnoff. Have you guys seen that show from Fox called Son of Zorn? Yes, dude, no. that's fantastic. Dude. I love that with uh, Tim Meadows. <laughs> oh my god, that show is so good, man! I don't know what the hell happened, but they canceled after <laughs> the first season, and it wasn't twenty twenty two, but that's still one of my most disappointing cancellations ever man that's such a good show wait what's up can i has anyone seen house of dragons not yet i have not yeah i just finished it okay that was gonna be my other pick i thought neil you were gonna say that because that's the one that oh my god is like i was excited because i'm a game of thrones fan but then just seeing the whole thing is just so good but anyways i was gonna highly recommend also y'all should watch that in the, the that last frame, oh my! Like the walk away, I was like, "Oh no, she's gonna oh 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 oh, we're all dead." Yep. So it's all okay. So here comes the nuclear option. So good, like I oh, just when she like was walking, like the camera was just on her back, and she walked like stumbled a little, I, like just a little oh, so good. I yeah, and you see her strength like catching herself and that resolve. Yes, just filling back up and then turning around and oh fuck. yes, oh my gosh, it just like filled my heart. I was like ah, and then now we gotta wait two years. Or that that one guy in the middle of his speech. Oh, oh yeah, Matt Smith just kind of interrupting him. Yeah. <laughs> so good i mean and and i'm well and the obviously the scene that happened before that that made her do that it was just like yeah yeah. so good okay all right so that wraps it up for this episode of the shit we watched (laughs) the last year on page of it thank you greg yep thank you Lindsay. no problem and thank you ken no problem and we will see you guys next time bye 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 it's really not that crazy. <laughs> We're not that crazy. A couple of mammals making gravy. Right? Together, you and me, a multi-species team. We're a family. Culinary.
A couple of mammals making gravy Together you and me A multi-species team We're family We're family Culinarily Culinarily Now we're cooking While nobody's looking We're family Culinarily Just a couple mammals making gravy. We're family, culinary. Oh, now we're cooking. <laughs>